Welcome back to Restless. I'm Father Joseph Gill, priest of the Diocese of Bridgeport, Connecticut, and you've joined myself, Paul, and Lauren as together we restlessly seek the face of Christ in the midst of today's often rationalistic world. Rationalistic in the sense that it doesn't often recognize that there is a supernatural world out there, right? Sometimes it just says, like, all you got is just the material world, which kind of stinks. That would be very depressing if that's all we believed. Very true. But one of the evidences that we have sometimes for the supernatural world is miracles. And, you know, over the course of the 2,000-year history of our church, there's been an incredible amount of miracles. And sometimes even regular, ordinary people experience miracles. So I'm curious if you guys have ever experienced a miracle. Would you say a vision is a miracle? Oh, yeah, definitely a vision is a miracle, yeah. Okay, so when I was one but not yet two... I started pointing up in the sky and I would say, there's Mary. Wow. Wow. And my mom went, what is she doing? And she was very alarmed, I believe. (laughs) And I would say, she's smiling at me. Wow. Wow. That's cool. Do you you have any memory of that yourself? I do not. Oh, that's too bad. I was too little. But I, I think I have a sense of like the feeling. And I can imagine it, I guess, but I don't know if what I'm imagining is what I saw or it's just my imagination. Mm. So I would have no idea that that happened if my parents didn't tell me. That's wild. It is wild, wow. right? And if... my dad doesn't believe it. So there you go. My really? dad, I believe, is too rational mm. to accept that I may have seen Mary. That's amazing because why would a one-year-old make up something like that? How could you yes. make up something and like that? And people often say to me, you were too little, you were one. But I, I started speaking before I was one. Really? Yeah. Oh, Just like cool. a word or, you know, like little stuff. But oh, so I, not, like not, not when I'm saying I'm, I was one, but not yet two, I don't know how many months old I was, but okay. I mean, so that was two, just, maybe. you know, it's, it's two words. Right. And clearly she told me who she was. Yeah. Because I, I couldn't have known. I mean, I obviously, my, maybe my parents would show me this is Mary and Jesus. Right. But mm. yeah. That's wild. So that's always, um, been, like a great comfort to me. Like, wow. But what I think, though, is like every baby sees spirits, Mary, Jesus, right? Because they're often staring up at the light and they're new into this world. And I think that they are much more spiritually connected than we are. Well, there's a story of, you know, Padre Pio, when he got older, he was having a conversation with his parents, I guess. And his parents were saying, you know, you were such a fussy baby. You cried all the time. And he said, yeah, it's because I was seeing demons. And he thought (laughs) thought that's why... Every baby cried because they're seeing demons. I love yeah. I love one of his stories where he was he like woke up in the middle of the night and the devil was standing there, and he just looks at us. And says, oh, it's just you. And he goes back to bed. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Yes, he's like I'm, I'm, yeah. At a certain I, point, yeah. <laughs> even everything becomes mundane. Yeah. Anyway, and when you recognize like Christ has power over everything, or a different priest stories like Father Miguel Rodriguez in Montreal, like he talks about how he would see the devil and demonic, like he saw a hovering above his house when he got home and a friend was with him and saw it as well. And the friend was terrified and he just says, oh, it's nothing. And he just makes a sign of the cross up in the sky and it vanishes. Whoa. It's gone. It's pretty wild. Yeah. It's pretty cool. So to, to your opening comments about rationalism, I have a lot of thoughts about this. Will you, sh- will you share them? No, 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 not at all. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Not, yeah. Anyway, um, I think that uh, there's been a lot of, uh, so I think there's two sides of this argument. <clears throat> so there's a side that's 
a very anti-rationalistic. You could be as much as the age of the rationalism, which came in in the past three, four hundred years or so, has poked holes in a lot of what religious people, not even Christianity, but most religions would believe in, which is fine. Like, for example, that the Earth is the center of the universe. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're not geocentric. We are heliocentric. Right. Thank you. Um, and 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 so, but, but I do think that just because, I do think that, okay, so you can, you can come up with a rational argument for things, like a scientific argument, to use a more precise term in this particular circumstance, or you can come up with, like, that it's a miracle, that it's from God. But I always struggled with the concept that it's either or. Hmm. Right? The, the Lord created everything. And everything works under his dominion. And so there, there was a priest who gave, I don't know if he was a priest yet. He was in seminary, I believe, at the time. He's probably a priest now. Um, it was a, a Frazzati retreat, and it was a CFR brother at the time. I think he's a priest now. He's ordained. But in any case, he was talking about how there's this whole scientific study about the, the manna, uh, the bread from heaven mm-hmm. in the Old Testament, how it was like... it combined with it was like barley that had blown in and combined with like a morning dew and created like this thing and he's like yeah isn't god great <laughs> like even it's true isn't god great isn't that awesome isn't god's creation that would provide that awesome mm. or if there was some big i don't know what it was like some big earthquake which created a big receding in the in the red sea like a big receding uh tide tide in you know before mm-hmm. a tidal wave, that that's mm-hmm. what actually happened with Moses parting the Red Sea. So it's just was really that, the the miracle was the timing that it happened right whatever, there. Yeah, like, yeah, it could be happened. like okay, it's like well, isn't God great? Like you could still even if you had a very precise rational argument for a scientific reason for what something happened, it doesn't mean that it's disc. It doesn't mean that it's not divine. That's true. And I think that there's there's a there's a misconception there that it's it's you either have completely science or you have actually I think it goes too far sometimes people go too far in the other direction it's like anti science it's like no that was not scientific that was just divine it's like well it's still working in the natural order of things and what was in divine creation so it's like both can be true sometimes maybe not all the time but in sometimes it can be yeah that's funny I'd heard a different explanation for the manna. I heard that it was the secretions of an insect. There's, okay, that's another one. There's apparently yeah. an insect called the, the tamarisk manna scale. Mm-hmm. It's like little bug or something that secretes something that's very sweet and apparently looks somewhat like manna, hmm. which kind of is a gross thought. You know? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They call it bread, so mm-hmm. I mean, I've heard a few different. I've heard a few different ones on that one. But in any case, it's just like okay, okay great. You have a valid point. However. <laughs> However, I'm the, about to say something to completely refute the fact the that you have a valid point. The definition of miracle is a surprising and welcome event that is not explicable by natural or scientific laws and is therefore considered to be the work of a divine agency. Great. That can be true too. I'm not saying every yes. I'm not saying every miracle has to that that would be rationalism. Every miracle has to be rationalized with scientific evidence. Yeah. Right? I'm saying that if something is rationalized with scientific evidence, doesn't mean it's not divinely inspired. And okay, maybe it's not a miracle in that particular definition, but it could be miraculous. Yes, I, I agree. My favorite, I believe, kinds of miracles are Eucharistic miracles. Ah, yes. When I first started to learn of these, they blew my mind. Like, wow, you know, God's showing us like, yes, the Eucharist is truly his body and blood and there's 
what, over 150 documented yeah. mm-hmm. Eucharistic miracles from all over the world, and some still exist. And I, I mean, I, so when I encounter people who don't believe for, for a long time, I would bring up miracles. And uh, I talked to one atheist um, over the summer, I guess, and I brought this up. And he's like, prove it to me, like, show me. So then I tried to show uh, the picture, um, maybe from Lanciano. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, what am I looking at? Right. Cause it's, it is unclear, but yeah. like yeah. bloody host or, um, and I'm like telling him like th- this, this was a host. Right. And it started to bleed, but it just doesn't translate. It's hard. And then they'll say, mm. well, I have to see it. Or who said that it's, you know, mm. type A, B blood, high white um blood cell, blood cell count. count yeah it, who who's saying this like they need the, to know who are the scientists that are saying it because they distrust everything whereas i just see it and i'm like oh my gosh this is amazing yeah but i think it, for for people so we grew up in an age in a rationalistic age that's how we grew up when you go to school you learn science you learn math and then most people don't have religion class there's nothing to tie it together and even in catholic school i went to catholic school 10 years and Religion class was completely separate from all the other classes, and I think there's schools probably like Cardinal Kung that are trying to merge a lot of this stuff together where you can have physical and metaphysical descriptions for things and and explanations and things, which is important. Um, But I I would say that it what I one of the things I did learn in Catholic school, and I don't know if it's necessarily true, I don't necessarily believe this, but I think it's mostly true where miracles are a great way to affirm and increase your faith, but I think you have to have faith first for them to make like a very meaningful difference. I don't think that's always true, but I think it's probably generally true. Yeah. Like for your friend, that one miracle, because we grew up in a rationalistic age, we're not thinking, we never think, even probably all of, all three of us, we never think metaphysically first. We have been completely brought up in a, in a, in a physical age where we always think about what are the things? And the church does it too. When the church has a Eucharistic miracle, they look at all the rational explanations. They go, they, they completely, they exhaust everything and then we'll kind of, they don't really affirm like you should believe in this or you have to, but it's plausible. Like essentially it's, like, it's plausible, mm-hmm. um, well, well, but they will exhaust all the scientific reasoning for it first. I think the miracle in itself has to be accompanied with grace. Yeah. Grace, right. grace, yeah, grace gives saying. us yeah. faith, right? right? I mean, two people could see the same miracle and one have a powerful experience and one not. Right. You yeah. know, this past weekend I was with a seminarian uh, hiking with him, a guy from Columbus, Ohio. And he was telling me that four years ago he was an atheist. I was like, "Wow, okay, now you're seminarian. Tell me, tell me your story." Yeah. You know, he went on this retreat. His girlfriend at the time was a devout Catholic, and said, "You know, you got to go on this retreat." He went on this retreat, and as the Eucharist was coming around in a monstrance, he saw rays that were red and white, much like the Divine Mercy image, kind of mm-hmm. coming out mm-hmm. of it. And he heard a voice speaking to him, saying, "Come to me, mm-hmm. like you're looking for me as your happiness." But he also received, obviously, at that moment, the gift of faith, the gift of grace, which mm. is a gift from God. And so he's like, okay, I'm not going to... Because it'd be very easy to come out of that experience and be like, man, what were they smoking in that room? Yeah. Right? You know, I just had this like trippy experience. Must have been something that was drugged. Maybe it was just the emotional high or, you know, you can explain it with rationalistic means. But he was given the gift of faith to see, no, no, no. Yeah. This actually was a real encounter with God. Yeah. Right. And then that miracle that he had is then, can then grow. Yeah. Or that... that that experience that he has, I should say, can then grow into something. Right. Right. So, and I even, agree. you know, when in our own personal lives, we have that encounter with God 
in prayer. Like maybe mm-hmm. we feel a consolation. We maybe give a gift of tears or something. Could it have a physical explanation? Yeah, absolutely. You know, when you're around a lot of people that are having an immense emotional experience, you're probably going to get swept up in the emotion too. But that yeah. doesn't make it less of a real encounter with God, who uses this very natural physical reaction oh, correct. Yeah. to yeah, yeah. get across his, his love. Right. So like back to what I said, there could be a rationalistic and uh, metaf- like a physical and metaphysical yeah. uh, description or, or explanation for a particular situation. Now, you never answered the question, Paul, as to whether or not you've had a miracle. Oh, so I don't know. I had, I was thinking about this, and I'm extremely rationalistic. <laughs> I am that is my mo, which is a problem sometimes. Um, but I don't know. So I was actually a twin in the womb, mm. and um, my mom had a miscarriage. Another twin. We just had an episode wow. on twins. Yeah. We? So oh I was gosh. I was a twin apparently, um, and my mom had a miscarriage. She always had struggled to conceive and all that. So when she had the miscarriage again, it was like she was just. She's devastated, devastated, but she goes to the doctor and they do, um, they do an ultrasound. They're like, no, you still have one. And mm. that was me. That was you. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. So you were saved. I was saved from, yeah, something. from whatever by a lot. I don't know what the function is, but any case, so, the, so that's that. And I think there's a lot of small things in our lives that are miraculous and we don't necessarily realize them until after the fact. So what's um, the difference then between a miracle and a coincidence, or some call it a God, well, I don't God believe, incidence, right? Yeah, I don't he know, kind I don't of arranges know. circumstances that are that are well, improbable. Yeah, but who cares? What do you mean who cares? Yeah, if you recognize it's divine and you have faith in that, then it, like you're, we're just putting words around things. Yeah, that's that's, that's, that's faith. So, right. So I guess somebody without faith will say, "Well, it's just a coincidence." And someone with faith I don't believe will say, in coincidence. There's no such thing as luck. Most people say it's a coincidence. Yeah, they would. Well, coincidence just means coincidence. It's two things happening at the same time. But like, so yeah. Sure. Thank you for the etymology. It's it's, it's 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 it is it is something that's happening at the same time. But um, uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't I don't believe in. I remember I was watching Mother Angelica live once, and she talked about an entire hour about like luck. This like concept of luck, and she says there is no luck. Hmm. That was the conclusion. It's yeah, okay, you got lucky, but that's because this is from God. Yes, because everything comes from God and he's constantly sustaining us. Right. So it's like, okay, so is it a miracle or is it a divine coincidence? I think something like that is what you were saying. It's like, okay, fuck, well, I don't care. Right. But you recognize it as divine. Yeah. And I, I think that's the important part. It's not a miracle. A God incidence is not a miracle, but it's God leading you into something. And if you have a spiritual life, then you will recognize it as God leading you. Mm. And you're also more open to it. If you don't, even a practicing Catholic, but if you if you're not fully open or if you're apprehensive, you'll just say, "Oh, that was a coincidence," mm. and that could be really minor things, you know. Sure. But I think we can recognize it. Like what happens to me often is I'll be considering, like, should I go to this or should I go to that? Should I go to mass at Saint Cecilia's at seven thirty? Well, I want to sleep in, but I always want to sleep in. Well, no, but I can get the rest of these things done if I go to Saint John's at noon. So I go to Saint John's for the twelve ten mass, and then I run into this guy was so happy to see me because he was supposed to get his number. He was supposed to get my number for his fiance, who was from Argentina and has no friends. Mm. And he's said this to me several times now. Florencia has no friends. I'm like, I'll be your friend. (laughs) (laughs) But we need each other's numbers in order to actually meet up. So it was like, oh, he thought he blew it like again. And who knows when he's going to see me. But then we were able to exchange numbers and have this nice walk. And then I met up with his fiance. 
the following Saturday. We had a lovely time. Oh, good. She even invited me to come to her wedding in Argentina. Oh, you should go. You got to go. You got to go. I've been to a wedding in Argentina. She's like, if you want to come, you can come. That's the way it is. No, that's the way it is with with Argentine weddings. They just say, everyone come. And also, this man is a professional pilot, so you could probably get free tickets. I don't know about that, but... I think the trip may be worth it, but... It's a really cheap country, so it's a good thing. But anyway, uh... It was just a great God incident, right? Like, I can recognize that and say, because I was deliberating about my day. I ended up there. I think I'm choosing it, but here we go. God brought us together. And Mm -hmm. look at all the good that's coming from it, and hopefully we'll build a stronger friendship, and I'm really excited about that. So I had a recent one. This is silly, but could be... But God cares about even our... Yeah, so like, I I have this... I have my ongoing saga with my 20-year-old Mini Cooper, which Uh, is a British-German car because it's made by BMW, and it's just terrible. Everything that could be wrong with it is, and I'm like... It looks pretty cool, though. It's a really fun car to drive. I love it. it It's like a little toddler. Like, he really makes you angry sometimes, but then it just delights your heart. Anyway. cute, yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so I I don't know why. I just... It was... I I just decided that the battery is actually in the trunk underneath like the the carpet of the trunk that's where they put the battery it's okay. common in german cars mm. anyway so i just i just decide one day i'm just gonna look back there i'm just gonna open it up and the battery is sitting in like two or three inches of water oh no I'm like, oh that that's not could good be an issue so i had to extract i took my oil extractor and i extracted the water out of the car and now i actually got a, a car wash today to see if it filled back up it's bad. Did it? Electric and water don't. I actually haven't looked. Oh, <laughs> I did look. It, it was too soon, though. It was too soon. So anyway, okay. so so yeah. So I would say that. Uh, uh, so it's like, is that a miracle? No, no. But it's no. important because I could that could catch on fire and kill me. Yeah. True. You were saved from something potentially. Well, Do you once, have miracles. Well, I was gonna say. I was saying. There, there, I once read a quote that said that a coincidence is just God's way of remaining anonymous. Mm, that's good. Mm. Thought that was kind of a good. Yeah. Have I had a miracle? Um, no, nothing that's nothing that's supernatural that can't be explained through human means. Mm. Um, plenty of coincidences or God incidences in my life, but I know I know a number of others who have had real miracles. Real miracles, particularly, yeah. yeah. And I think especially as it gets more difficult to follow Christ and to have faith, mm. there might be more signs. Yeah. In today's world, and yeah. like for like. Uh, this has happened to me like three times already, where um, just in the course of conversation, somebody will say, oh, yeah, you know, I've had visions. And like, now there's there's sometimes when people say that, that you're like, mm, uh, let's change the topic. <laughs> but then there's sometimes, because you know the person's actually very sane and very rational and not in any way a flake, you're like, tell me more. You know, and so they so they tell me more. And I'm like, wow, that's really quite incredible. Like kind of like the story like you were saying, um, Lauren, how Maybe God will speak. Like I remember this one, um, this one young man here at the school I teach. He was, he was just talking about something in class, and he's like, "Yeah, I've, I've, you know, Jesus has spoken to me." I'm like, "Wow." All right, let's let's talk more. So after class, I'm like, uh, "Dude, you can't just like lay that bomb and not like explain." It. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. So he's like, "Well, yeah." He, he told me that like one day he's laying in bed and he hears his name, and he gets up and he's like. Who called my name? He's from a big family. He's like one of seven. He's like, who called my name? And everyone else is dead asleep in the entire house. So he lays down, happens again, happens again. And so three times, kind of very biblical, right? And mm. that was Saturday night, and the next day was Sunday. And of course, the scripture reading was Samuel being called three mm. times by God in the middle of the night. You know, and he's like, what the heck? <laughs> That's weird, right? Yeah. So stuff like that, you know, and or other people who've had really I, yeah, I have, powerful I've, I've never, to answer your question, I've never heard anything. Like so you've never had a, like no. a miracle, miracle? I don't think so. Oh, that's okay. 
I think God gives miracles to those who really desperately need them. Because mm. I think if your faith is strong, it, you may not need it for your faith. I mean, why did Jesus do so many miracles while he was on earth? It wasn't just to provide free health care and free food, right? Because that's what the Democrats do. Well, it was to increase but, faith. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> see woke. No, it was, yeah, see, see woke. No, it's because that's, because that's what increases faith, right? He was trying to get people to believe that he really is the son of God, but they wouldn't believe unless they saw these things that were so out of the ordinary. A man walking on water, raising the dead, like things that were just so outside the normal realm of possibilities. Yeah, but wouldn't it be that in mo- was it all cases or most at least where the person who was affected, directly affected by the miracle, like the blind man see and the demons leaving the possessed, whatever, um, they had faith or their representatives had faith first. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. And so it goes back to our prior discussion. But it, it doesn't – but the people, the, the third parties, the right. bystanders, increased their faith. Exactly. exactly. Or at least made them ask, ask themselves or question or – Whatever. Right. I mean, think about their reaction, right? No one's ever spoken, never, no one's ever done things like this. You know, he multiplies bread and fish and they'd come to try to make him king. So yeah, they're, they're having some, like a real, a real question of like, who is this man? Yeah. So perhaps that's, so why do you think we don't see as many miracles? Even if you look at the lives of the saints, you know, it seems like the 1200s and 1300s had a heck of a lot of miracles and we don't. Is it because we're rationalistic? Or is it because we just we we miss them, or we don't identify the, the miracles that do happen? Maybe, yeah, that could be it. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it's. I mean, so for the rationalism, I, I don't, I don't see it. Some people, like I said, there's anti-rationalists who seeing it as like a big problem. I don't think it is. Like that, that's the human. That's what happened. That's what that's what has happened with human development, mm. whether we like it or not. Yeah, I think not recognizing the divine or at least trying to seek it is the problem. Yeah. Right. And and like I said, I don't think it yeah. So I mean, do we need miracles now? I think we need serious miracles now, but you know, I think if we get them, maybe we're just poor at identifying them. That's possible. I think I think so. So in order to be a Christian, do you need to believe in miracles? The biblical ones probably at a minimum, right? Well I'd say definitely the resurrection. Yeah, okay. Yeah, can't be a Christian without that. But like modern day, like I mean, because I know some Christians who who wouldn't believe in some of these some of these miraculous. Well, because it's it's personal revelation, right? Yeah, private private revelation. Private revelation. It shows a lack of faith, Mm. right? How could you accept that Jesus died and resurrected, and God is all good and all loving and leading us to Him, but not accept? some of these, let's say, more major, well-known miracles throughout the church, whether it's Eucharistic miracles or appearances of Our Lady throughout the world. Sure. Right? There's a disconnect happening there. Or or even the miracles that you yourself experience. Yeah. I think those are the most important because we don't have to, we don't have to believe in private revelation. Right. I think we're asked not to refute it, but we don't have to, we don't have to have the devotion to it. I think that's probably the best way of saying it. That's true. That's true. Why is that so hard, though? Because you can't explain it in your tiny little brain. Meanwhile, <laughs> you know that God is infinite and so much smarter than you. Yeah, but we're all made. We're all like we're <laughs> we're all human, and we all have these like traits and, and very much formed by our culture. I think. Yeah, and culture, but also we have like there's things that some people brains work differently, and so like mine, I have to question. Every, I'm a skeptic. 
I'm a cynical skeptic. It's like the worst possible way you could possibly be, and that's the way I am. And yet, yeah, but you believe in God and you believe in yeah. miracles. I mean, what else is there? Where else am I going to go? That's a fair question. Despair. Yeah, it's <laughs> terrible. It sounds terrible. <laughs> I've been in despair. It's mm-hmm. unpleasant. Mm-hmm. That would be the other option. Yeah, that's true. So speaking about the, the lives of the saints, I mean, do you know any great... What are some of your favorite miracle stories from the lives of the saints? I like uh, St. John Cupertino flying. Joseph Cupertino. Joseph, what'd I say? John. Oh, Joseph, yeah. Yeah. Flying, like that. Yeah, the levitation, that's pretty clear that that's God. Yep. Right there. There's a lot of stories about St. Vincent de Paul. Or oh, St. Vincent really? Ferrer. Oh, like what? I'm, like he stopped somebody falling. That's cool. From the church in Manhattan. Wait, from the church in Manhattan? No, what is it? He was in Manhattan, right? No. No. Well, his, sorry, his, 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 his church, famous his, church is his, in Manhattan. Church, he never lived His there. church in... Wherever in I think it was France. Spain or Spain, France. Hold on, the or, Google knows all. Anyway, <laughs> there's a story. Regardless of where he was, I'm connecting it to the church on Lex and 72nd or whatever it is. But um, uh, but he like stopped somebody from falling. That's cool. Yeah, but then it went in to get permission if he was allowed to, and then came back out and did it. Yeah, he lived in uh, France, Brit- France, Brittany. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Wasn't That's that awesome. the Celtic area, like way out west? Brittany, yeah, I think that's Northwest. Isn't that where the the uh, D Day was? Normandy. Normandy. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> I don't. I'm I'm three quarters French too. I should know my French geography. Yeah. yeah, maybe. I think stigmata has always impressed me. Yeah, yeah. Wow, cool. whether it's visible or mystical, that I mean, not only Jesus bore the suffering of the Passion, literally, uh, you know, obviously, but that. Uh, an ordinary person, I guess, right? Because we're all human. That people can be so holy to become that cre- ho- close to Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like Saint what? Catherine of Siena, and to have it for so many years. Why did yeah. Padre Pio always wear gloves? Uh, I don't know. Because he had the stigmata. He did have stigmata, but he'd yeah. always wear bleeding gloves. palms. What bleeding? Because he's bleeding. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Is that probably? He was bleeding, but not only bleeding. I think he didn't want people to be super curious. Uh, okay. and, and just gawk at him. Yeah. Which a lot of them did. Mm, sadly. Mm, I see. And saints who go to heaven in purgatory, that to me is so cool. Yeah. Like Padre Pio. St. Faustina has some good oh, stories. Oh, St. Faustina too. Yeah. Mm. Of her visions of heaven, hell, and purgatory. That's cool. That's pretty cool. Now, here's the, here's the last question for you. It might be the trickiest of all. What do you say to somebody who's asking for a miracle and it doesn't happen? Or believing a miracle, it doesn't happen. For example, when Lauren and I were on prayer teams, which we referenced in a former episode, there was one particular uh, young girl who came forward with a pretty serious illness. And uh, we prayed over her and it was really, really intense. And afterwards, her mom told me, she's like, wow, you know, I, I, you know, so-and-so think, you know, her daughter said that she felt like God healed her. And so her faith was so strengthened. And then she went to the doctor and she wasn't healed. So what do you say to that? Like when you're expecting a miracle, when you have the faith, when you're like, you know, Jesus' faith can move mountains. Okay, well, I have pretty good faith. I've never moved a mountain. Hmm. That's hard. I mean, it's great. It sounds like she felt the presence of God and the Holy Spirit. Yeah. um, Which is an amazing grace to be given. Um, But it's like our expectations are not the same as God's. Yeah. We can't understand everything and we never will and... You know, you've said before, right? Some people's illnesses aren't cured. Some people don't get better or they seem to get better and then they get worse again and then they die, right? But at the end of it, like 
not to make light of that, but we're all going to heaven. <laughs> you know, yeah. hopefully. The goal is the goal is heaven. Yeah. So And God's not a vending machine. He's not, and he sanctifies us in the ways that we need sanctifying. And we all have a different path to holiness. And it's probably not the path that we foresee. Like, oh, if I do these things, this is how I become holy. Yeah. But I don't know what's best for me. Only God does. So I would imagine that would be very difficult, but it requires trust in God and his will and his plan. It does. And and what strikes me is, you know, there, here, this was a sixth grade girl who, who might now be struggling in her faith because of that. You yes. know, I'm like, God, like... <laughs> Now she's now she's questioning your existence, perhaps because of yeah. this, this lack of a miracle. Here. Hopefully, she'll just be reinforce that God loves her. Yeah. First and foremost, don't doubt that. Don't let the devil enter in there, and just continue to move forward because there could be a later healing. She could, I don't know, learn to cope with the Ill- illness better. Like things could improve. Yeah. Or because it doesn't, maybe she's drawn into a different kind of a prayer life. Who knows. Mm. I know that the scripture quote that kept coming back to me the next day when I heard the, the bad news that she wasn't cured was God says, I think in Isaiah, you know, my ways are not your ways. Mm-hmm. And my thoughts are so much higher than your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, God doesn't, God does not owe us an explanation for why he does what he does. And all he offered was to pray for her, you know, like we didn't say you will be healed. We're True. Doing this is what will get you a healing. Right. Just a prayer. Yeah, I know I do not have the gift of healing. Yeah. Which is a supernatural gift that some people have, but mm-hmm. not me. Maybe she was healed for something else. You don't know. That's true. Maybe it's a mental wound, emotional wound, maybe. Yeah. Just given the grace to carry it further, you know? Yeah. Who knows? God's ways. Well, God mysterious. always answers our prayers, but the answer is yes, no, or not now. That's yep. very true. Amen. And oh my God, you are amazing. That's what I meant to say earlier. <laughs> right? Like a, an exclamation of... Just God's goodness and amazement. Yeah. I think we kind of lack that when when we're talking about this rationalizing that we tend to do. We just, we're like knocking God down, I think, a little bit lower than the true glory and goodness and praise that he deserves. Amen. He he can and does break into human history and do things that suspend the laws of nature. And that's really cool when he does. Mm Mm-hmm. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Restless. Keep your eyes out for miracles that may happen in your own life, whether it's a small miracle that can be explained through reason, or maybe it's something that's a little more supernatural that really can't be. But God is still on the move, and that's what that's what our faith tells us, and we trust in that. You can find us on Veritas Catholic Network, 1350 AM or 103.9 FM, and wherever you get your podcasts. Tune in next time.